You're listening to Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, glad to have you here at the first round sports restaurant in downtown Edmonton for another episode of Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. In the studio with me, as always, Andreas Morris, Jeff Paulus, myself, DW, and in the studio with us today, General Manager of FC Edmonton, Jay Ball. Jay, how you doing? I'm awesome. Thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm doing okay. You notice the proximity screen I'm looking at? No, no. It's, uh, it's good to have you in here, mate, and a lot of stuff we want to talk about. We're going to talk uh, a lot about our academy, the youth players within the chem... Uh, <laughs> oh, man, I'm struggling. I'm struggling on Facebook tonight. Honestly, it's Sprite and nothing else at the moment. Um, but we're going to talk about the provincial championships that just went on youth-wise, uh, how many of our academy players were involved in that. We'll talk about uh, our academy, who is going to be going to the senior uh, provincial championships here in Alberta, That's right, yeah. uh, and just uh, a bunch more youth soccer in general that we'll be talking about and what's going on. We'll do our usual NASL roundup and mm-hmm. uh, things that are going on around the league. Uh, we're going to start things off uh, more community-oriented and uh, more about the club within the community. And uh, Jay, I'm going to throw it to you right away. What's, what's on the go? What's new and exciting here for, for us at the club? Well, just like the spring season, we are doing more and more and more in the community. And I think we've talked about this before. The club has to be super grassroots. It has to be grassroots now more than ever. We have to build the connection, the emotional connection with the community. And that has not been done before to the degree that it needs to be. So the last couple of weeks have been super busy for our team. We've been out in the community. For example, Churchill Square, we were the major sponsor. That was for the, fun. For Latin the big, the big Latino Latin festivals. Yeah. And, you know, there's reasons why we do that. It's relevant because we have Latino players on our team, so we need to engage that community. We brought them out. Dustin came out and gave a speech to the crowd, which I thought was a lot of fun. And so we did that for two days in a row. There was, I don't know, five, 6,000 people over that two-day period. And what I loved about it, and if you look at the pictures, there was only one logo on stage behind the band. It was big, giant FC Edmonton logo. So those are the things we have to do. We did a number of things. I think we also had a game that weekend as well, so our, our staff was stretched a bit. Half the staff was actually at Latino Festival during the last right. game, right? So, yeah. 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 It was uh, It was super busy. So... With the performance of the team and how awesome things are going right now, you know, there's a window. There's a window that there's a rare window that pro sports teams get, where the team is 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 achieving at a level. The front office has to achieve at that level as well, and we have to be engaged in the community actually now more than we ever have. So we have to be loud. We have to stay loud. So the next couple weekends are going to be super busy for us. Um, today was just announced on Twitter. Um, you saw that FC Edmonton is a sponsor of the Tour of Alberta. Yeah. So here's what that, that means to us is that uh, our staff is, are going to be down on site at the tour um, in Churchill Square. So there's, uh, there's five, six stages for the tour. The two stages that are in Edmonton are going to be on the, the Sunday and the Monday. And so we're activating at Churchill Square all day on Sunday and all day on the Monday. Th- that's this Sunday, do you? Uh, long weekend. Long, long weekend. Week. Okay. Long, there's something happening on Sunday. I think we're at the... Uh, we have a, um, a Special Olympics activation that's in the entire team's coming out to see the Special Olympics on Saturday afternoon for about an hour. But 
the big activation is, is actually the Labor Day weekend. We're going to be out there for the Tour of Alberta. And what's not known yet is, um, and I'll announce right now, we're also a sponsor for, of the ITU World Triathlon oh, cool. event that's happening right. on that's, the Long That's weekend. really cool, too. So our team is splitting up in two. Our fan engagement team is splitting up in two. Half are going to be at the uh, the Tour of Alberta event, and half will be at the ITU event mm-hmm. down at Horlack Park. And the reason for that is, you know, there's going to be sports families, fans, yeah. our fans are going to be out at those functions. So in both of those events, we're bringing out the Shooter Tutor and handing out game offers and communicating and engaging with people. And we're a sponsor of both of those events as well. And actually, <clears throat> a day before the weekend even hits, I believe we're doing, uh, uh, I believe Tom Fath has arranged for us to be a sponsor at the Symphony in the City down uh-huh. at Churchill, oh, ah, Churchill Square. Square. They're, yeah. they're, aren't they they're doing a bunch of Walt Disney and yeah. uh, movie type? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. And, and the, I, the numbers are amazing. I've heard that they they expect six thousand people. Oh, over, I can believe that. Over two yeah, days period. Brilliant. So yeah. the, symphony, the symphony sets up, and we're along a major tra- a major track of land mm-hmm. just on the other side of Churchill Square. There. So again, it's another way for us to really engage and stay engaged with the community. We have to do that, and we have to do more. An interesting yeah. statistic for you, I had our team run the numbers yesterday, actually. In the last 90 days, our fan team has gone out to 46 different events. That includes minor soccer nights, minor soccer tournaments, festivals, and so on. And they've engaged with, they've run the numbers, they've engaged with close to 50,000 um, individuals in the city. So that's 50,000 people getting our game offers, postcards, promotions for the upcoming game, right? 50,000 people that we would not have been in front of if we hadn't been out there. Right. So, and if you notice in the stands right now, there's a few more people coming in, mm-hmm. right? Online sales are tracking up, and I have to say that our fan team is actually doing a hell of a job out in the community. That's so, awesome. Yeah, we're also actually recruiting right now for volunteers to be part of the fan team. Yeah. So we're going to need an additional 15 to 20 people just for that Labor Day weekend because we nice. have you know two big activations. So mm-hmm. it's great. Caught it, uh, the, the, those two big things happening that weekend has caused a bit of a problem for us, but it's also an opportunity where we can actually take the fan team and expand it three or four times by right. giving people who yeah. want to be connected to the club an opportunity yeah. to be a brand of yeah, of course. Of course, I think that's one of the... You were talking about the, the attendance trends and, and, and them growing and getting bigger. And I think it's... I, I mean, at least from my perspective and, and probably Jeff's perspective as well, just seeing the difference in the stands from being on the bench and, and staring across the field and seeing that stand full and see them getting excited about different... Um, different things that are going on within the stadium that, that are getting them excited, both the, the product on the field and, and the excitement of giveaways and, and different things that are going on in the stands, which is absolutely brilliant. So kudos to you and your group yeah. for, and your the gang giveaways the in office. Particular. The giveaways. I mean, it's, oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. fantastic because yeah. they go crazy. Yeah. And uh, the noise that's generated, the players notice it. And the players talk about it. And the players talk about kind of this uh, changing atmosphere at Clark Stadium. And, you know, and, and Clark wasn't necessarily designed for FC Edmonton, certainly, and, and I'll, I'll leave other comments alone on that. But uh, what I can say, though, is, is Clark is very much becoming a soccer stadium, and the atmosphere there is, is very much becoming a, a soccer, a footballer's atmosphere. And yeah. credit also to – so credit to some of the promos that's happening right now, some of the giveaways, um, the extra fans in the seats, and then I'll also give a shout-out to our supporters group. Um, they're doing a good job back and forth. They're, they're getting the – I've not seen the supporters group generate the crowd involvement that I've seen the in last the last couple of weeks. Last right? two or yeah, three games. Exactly. They've, they've yeah. been absolutely outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's picking up on that too. We're at, we're at the games day yeah. in and out. We notice it. Yeah. I mean, it just kind of goes, you're used to it of at course. a certain point. Of course. But yeah. media is talking about it. We were listening yeah. to Nick Ledgerwood on TSN 1260 on our, on our way out here tonight. And, mm-hmm. uh, 
Um, I think it was Mark Majo, Majo who was doing the hosting on Jason Greger's show was just going on and on about what the atmosphere is like in the stadium. And he says he's going to be there. So hopefully we'll see you there, Mark. Hopefully you're, hopefully you're going to... You're going to be a man of your word, but uh, it's great that all the media are, are picking up on it and letting people know it's actually a great time. It's yeah, a great it is Sunday a great afternoon. Time. It is a great Sunday afternoon. Yeah. You know, we've tried to create that. It's the fan experience. The chicken and egg, right? Can't get the fans unless you have an awesome fan experience. Yeah. And this fan experience is different from every other pro sport in the city. Right, yeah. we know yeah. that. Yeah, oh, yeah. So sure. Culture, For you sure. have to run toward that if you're going to promote it, right? That's right. And so you got to hand out the flags, and you have to you have to give them the opportunity to stand and stay standing for the entire game. Yeah. You know the echo chance that the supporters group do between their stands and section 106 and 107. Yeah. You know that started, I think, the second game of uh, the fall season, and mm-hmm. they've kept it up, mm. and um, and now it's common. In fact. Section 106 in particular, they throw it first now Mm. at the supporters group. The other thing i got to say, i got to give a great big uh, shout-out to the supporters group and Marcus and and everybody and Terry that's done such a great job, especially over the last couple of games. There's more people in those supporters uh, seats. They're selling more tickets. They're developing their base. They're selling memberships now. So it's awesome to see. And, and, uh, you know, I've sat down and had many conversations with them after the last couple viewing parties. We're all together moving toward one, moving together as one unit mm-hmm. and it's a real positive thing um, mm-hmm. we're all part of this great journey that is taking mm-hmm. us somewhere and and we just want to make sure that that fan experience is just as absolutely fantastic and emotional right as you can make it because once you have once fans have that emotional connection to the sport and their players mm-hmm. the players and the experience They'll be back. Well, I think think it's important for the fans to hear this as well because um, uh, one of the things that sticks out in my mind when when, uh, one of our players was talking about the experience at our stadium was Christian Rodales. Uh, We were talking prior to Fort Lauderdale coming, and he knows uh, he's from that area. Uh, So he was talking to some of the players on Fort Lauderdale Strikers. And uh, he was saying that they just hate coming to Edmonton. And, you know, there's different reasons for oh, it. Of course. But I guarantee you that one of the reasons is they're tired of getting lambasted by the ESG and, you know, behind the net there. It's yeah. just, I mean, that that goes so far for these players. We were, again, I'm going to harken back to the TSN 1260 broadcast that we were listening to. Uh, it, was, it was, I think his name is Matt Cassian was on there talking about, uh, you know, when he played hockey, just going into a rink where the crowd was involved and getting into it was it, not only did it make it difficult for the away teams but it made it fun for the home team they it's made 12, it it's the 12th man of course it's the 12th man and uh, so so hopefully the fans can can keep that going for us against Puerto Rico this weekend yeah yeah definitely yeah, and Mark Majot should be at the next game if he said so, because, uh, Mark, hopefully you are listening to this and you recall that I taught you everything you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, uh, and he was one of our bright, he was yeah. a PA guy for us yeah, one year. Yeah, and I actually yeah. did, yeah, because at Paul Kane High School. So uh, you got your start with me, so don't forget that and make sure you're at this game. <laughs> Wait, Mark's famous now. Mark is famous, yeah. yeah. But yeah. that hair, of course he is. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> now, there was some, um, I, I'm assuming that the, the part of the, um, there's a lot of things that you guys do from the office that's really outside of the box of, of the norm for a lot of the pro sports. And, and I don't know if some, you've talked about some of it already or is there elements still to be expected or, or that can we see coming up? Well, you know, we, we now know, for example, um, 
we now know uh, Edmonton is a last-minute city. Ask anybody in the pro sports world. <laughs> it really is a last-minute walk-up city. So we now know the habits of our buyers, of our, of our the folks who buy tickets to the game. We know that they make those decisions a few days out from the game, depending on the weather, etc. Mm-hmm. So we now target all of our digital platform and all of our advertising uh, specifically to that. Um, but we also do things like right now we have a big promotion running on, on in the digital world about the football and furballs event that we have coming up on right. on, uh, on Sunday. At our level of sport, at our size of organization, you have to theme out almost every game. You have to have mm-hmm. a theme and you got to tie it to a cause. So for the game coming up on August 28th, we're tying it to the Edmonton Humane Society. And we're all, we're all pet lovers and you all know oh, that the, sure. the challenges the Humane Society has with, with uh, pets up for adoptions, particularly in the summer months and even in Christmas too, uh, mm-hmm. that period of time. Um, so we want to give them some awareness about... Uh, their adoption procedures and how easy it is for people to uh, to access pets and, and so on and get their message out there. But in the meantime, you also want to have some fun with that messaging. So today we announced, we launched, or yesterday we launched a, that big contest online. And the purpose behind that was to engage people with the actual theme of the game. You really can't promo and you can't buy all this advertising too far ahead of time or then it just loses steam. Mm-hmm. But uh, when you give people the ability to engage in a contest, if you were to look on our feeds right now our twitter feeds there's there's dogs and cats wrapped up in fc head gear there's i think my turtle. dog's out there i think your dogs, think your are, dogs out are up there yeah. yeah there's a turtle in there as well i think that's Again, fantastic yeah. though what a great way of uh, showing a your support towards the the club and b getting engaged in in uh, a, a form of marketing that's fan, just yeah. fan yeah. the op- fans the opportunity to engage with the brand totally. online specifically online that's yeah. what we want them right and it it, it it fills a gap because you know it fills that gap in the next four or five days so then when we start our major promotions prior to the game you know 36 72 hours out that familiarity is there the can the message is consistent consistent and so on and the contest is directly relevant yeah. to promote on the uh, on the twenty eighth. See, that's fantastic. Yeah, there's something there that that kind of stuck out to me a little bit because you talked about um, having a theme mm-hmm. for our home games and then attaching that theme to a cause. And I think uh, this sport has always been the people's sport. This sport mm-hmm. has been a, a working class uh, sport and affordable sport. And certainly, FC Edmonton for me, biased of course, but FC Edmonton has remained. Uh, an affordable sport, a, a, an affordable professional sporting event with a great atmosphere, and, and you talk about having a theme, so that's another way to draw someone out. But the important thing is, though, being the being for me the people's sport again. We're, we're trying to do things that are giving back, and we're giving back to different causes. In this situation here, with the Humane Society being tied in, right. we're giving back to a cause. And so, not only is it a sport that's that's kind of geared towards mm-hmm. uh, affordability mm-hmm. uh, to get families out, uh, to get people out enjoying the game, and not overpricing everything, and certainly concessions, uh, uh, ticket prices, not overpricing, yeah. but then taking some of that and, and helping uh, these other community groups get ahead in their causes as well. So, I think it's a great attachment that we do have causes in our events, and I think it's. Uh, it's fantastic that this club, and we're still finding our feet going forward, but yet we're, there's a willingness to really help out different, uh, whether it's different soccer groups, different associations, yeah. different charities, and we're there all the time to do that, Jay, and I think it's fantastic that what's happening in the club and our willingness to share. I think it speaks to the decisions that customers make when they when they, when they they buy a ticket. Mm-hmm. Tickets are not, you know, in, in Maslow's theory of hierarchy, it's not food, shelter, clothing. It's, yeah. you know, it's food, shelter, FCA ticket, then I'll get clothing at the 
Yeah, at the end of the day, it's a want. T- sports tickets, concerts, entertainment tickets, they're wants. They're not needs. Right. Those wants exactly. are triggered by, those, they're impulse buys. Those impulses are, are triggered by incentives, right? So you have to incentivize people to buy things. Yes. And so people walk through gates. So the first gate is, is the pricing right? Yep. The product in the field? Yeah, I'll walk through that gate. So maybe they, maybe some people will buy right then. So you have to have other gates. And you have to have other ways for people to say yes. And you go, okay, well, the food, well, the stadium food, you're going to get the same food here or there. Oh, they're going to do something with dogs at halftime. It's the Humane Society. You know, I like that. Okay, yeah. awesome. And I get to see... By, by chance, the number one team in the league. So all of those messages have to be rolling, right? You can't leave sure. one out. People make decisions um, based on impulses and incentives, based on you know a, a different decisions. So mm-hmm. uh, based on their needs so, and wants. So we just, have to have all those messages. Running. And just out of curiosity, have you noticed uh, a growth and renewal of season's tickets based on some of the actions that have gone on throughout this season? Well, it's funny you mentioned that. Um, it is, again, the rare opportunity where you go into a period, which we will be going into in the next 10 days, where we are going to be launching our season ticket renewals. It is on the rare occasion where you have a team at the very top, yes. and you tie that into season ticket renewals. But so, what a better way of doing it, though. There is no better opportunity. And so it's now up to the front office to make sure that we renew, we do it quickly, we tie it to postseason, we tie it to greater value, we give season ticket holders the opportunity to buy extra seats for their friends and family before they go on sale to the general public. So now this is now it gets into a really interesting formula where renewals happen first, then season tickets happen next, and the only way you can get a postseason ticket is if you put a deposit down on a season ticket. Uh, you see, yeah. now that, that's, so you, you, you figure it out. You do it the right way. You make yeah. it accessible for everybody. That's right. But you do it in a way so that, uh, you know, we finish December 31st with a certain target of season tickets, so we have a good foundation going into next. But it's all connected, right? Yeah. right. And, it, again, you know, I thought we were busy the last four months, five months. It's now the next 90 days that we are going to be the busiest that we've ever been. And yeah, all the right. staff know that. Yeah. We're all aligned to the fact that, you know, we're going to sleep when the end of the season is, is here. Well, you're and not even going to sleep then, Jim. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, what, that's also <laughs> that's when a myth. start to that's I know, a I know, myth. I know. <laughs> but, the, but, but, but the next 90 days is very exciting on all fronts, right? Yeah. So yeah. we just He's have just to leave He's just trying to not scare stuff right now. So. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's exactly. Right. 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 I'm telling everybody. So now I'm also, I guess there's... All kinds of things that'll tie into that. Uh, merchandise is another one of those things that you can actually tie into. And, uh, you know, some of the merchandise, I see people swarming the tents all the time around where the merchandise is. Yep. Uh, we've, uh, we've, we've kind of started and stopped what we were going to do with merchandise going forward. We had an opportunity with one, inter- with one national retailer, and then something else dropped on our lap. We're actually exploring, and I don't mind saying this, we're exploring a pop-up store concept oh, okay. where we want to get the club out there into a real t- retail environment. Yeah. So an opportunity has been placed in front of us by a, a shopping mall. Great. And so the question is, okay, well, if it's a shopping mall environment over the Christmas season, can we sell things like scarves and balls? Mm-hmm. Can we also use that as, a, as an opportunity for people to pick up their season tickets? Tickets, right, yeah, in, in a good, smart. positive place for yeah. pick up people to right. pick up their season tickets. So, yeah. we're looking at all these pieces right now. We, we actually are talking with a, a merchandise partner right now just to get us to that finish line. It all has to happen like right now, yeah. prior to yeah. renewal of season tickets. Prior, prior renewals for sure. sure. Uh, that's real exciting. Yeah, we've talked about that for years. We, yeah. Man, why we got to be getting West Edmonton Mall. We got to get in Southgate yeah. Mall. We got to get in Kingsway. And, and you, know, you know what? I, I've started. I've started and stopped on this a number of times the last ninety days. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and I think the last time I was here, I said, okay, we're going to do this and we're going to do this, and then, and I've had to pull it back because just, and we've found another opportunity, right? So, at this, 
everything's coming down to the way it should happen, right? Yeah. This is how everything. Well, are is you added. finding that uh, you've got uh, I don't know corporations and groups reaching out to you more now, Jay? That the that the team is doing and making Not a yet. difference in the sense? Not okay. yet. Not yet. But, you know, the reality is in the in the pro sports world, if you want to get sponsors. The sponsors ask you one question right off the bat. How many bums do you have? Attendance. So right. really, the, the reality is fill the stadium. Fill the stadium, and then you go get the sponsors because you yeah. have an asset yeah. and an inventory to provide back to them, right? Yeah. So that said, you know, not only are we starting to fill the seats, we're going to reach out to sponsors and say, you know what, let's do something for the next 90 days. Yeah. Because in the next 90 days, not only are you going to actually get your brand out in front of all these fans, but you might be on the journey you never intended your brand to be on. Yeah. So that's the that's the message that we're mm-hmm. putting in front of sponsors. And those discussions are happening right now. And, and that all that excitement in the front office is tied with what's going on on the pitch as well. And that will lead us into the game that's coming up this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next game coming up, uh, so, talk yeah, a little it, bit about that. I, oh, again, it's the August 28th game. It's the, uh, the football and furballs, as you know. Um, the, the the price point that has really seemed to hit with our customers is a $20 deal yeah. where they get a 20 bucks. It's a ticket and the food and there's a hot dog and a pop included yeah, in that Yeah, well. knows about the hot dogs. I, I'm, I, I, almost <laughs> every single show, yeah. I let everyone know about yeah. that, the friends and family. Yeah. But more particular, the we've, free you know, hot dog and pop. Yeah, yeah. We, we've sold out uh, one of the games recently we sold out of that entire section no yeah two sections because people that's why that. i couldn't get you that that's that's right. Right. i gotta tell you i've been waiting for some dogs dogs just, yeah. i couldn't get it man just the timing of getting <laughs> yeah. to the stadium i never get lunch so, so. I, i'd also be remiss if i didn't promote the next two games after that because they are <laughs> both they're tied to two very important causes that i know one of which is really dear your, your guys's hearts and that's the next game and september 11th is first responder night oh yeah and, uh, for that's sure. the day where we're paying tribute to our first responders in the city mm-hmm. but also at the end of the game that's when we're having the whittle cup yeah, so brilliant. we have a tremendous amount of people from uh, the um, first responders community buying tickets right now online, and to to come to the game and stay for you know the tribute to Dan. And that was really cool. They did it before the game last year. Yeah. Um, which, which, I mean, whatever, they, they did it before the game, but they left a bit of a gap there. So people, folks went off and got their lunch, and some didn't come back. So this is a better setup. Yeah. But what a cool game that was, actually. Fantastic. You know, people, the fans did come out, and they did support it. And yeah. uh, just the, 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 um, the um, what's the word I'm looking for? There was a lot of compassion shown in that yeah. game. Um, yeah. and what a great cause. And that I think the gaffer lasted 10 minutes. <laughs> I forgot I the gaffer yeah, was heavy. lasted I, 10 minutes and felt the hamstring going. Yeah, so I forgot. I, I wasn't going to go there. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going there. You said it, JP. Oh, he knows I'm going to go there. And they were all wearing yeah. Gunners jerseys, which yeah, I, I they, decided to watch it just because yeah, of that. The gaffer knows I'll go there. Yeah. <laughs> it is a good cause. You know, it is. Honestly, yeah. and, um, yeah. I mean, as an ex-military person, I, I have so much respect for those that give up part of their life for other people's lives. Yeah. And uh, so this is a massive cause. Cool I hope people can listening back. can fill this stadium support those. I hope you stay yeah. and watch their game because yeah. yeah. uh, these are the people that give everything for you. Yeah. So yeah. so I, I, I can't encourage you enough to stay and watch those players play. There's a couple yeah. of military guys milling about uh, training today. Did you yeah, see that? There was. Val, Val Close from the front office was showing them, oh, awesome. showing them around. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah and, and you know, that's probably because the military folks are bringing in their band for one of the anthems. And uh, so... We've got the police are coming out in droves, fire departments, Great. and also the military. We'll bring in a tank, too, I think. Yeah, the tank. So it's going to be awesome. Oh, it's also a, special a fundraiser. Yeah, I, prefer, uh, I prefer a warship than a tank. <laughs> and, uh, well, we the North Saskatchewan River is rising yeah. tonight. We yeah. might be able to get a warship actually. into the city. Yeah. So it, it, part, this is also a fundraiser. It's also a fundraiser for the Woodall Foundation. 
and that is uh, $10 from a certain amount of tickets in a certain section are going right, right back to the Woodle Foundation. So Claire has. Right. So now that foundation foundation funds some uh, groups and organizations in the city and. Uh, and Dan's, uh, Dan's wife, uh, uh, Claire, has done an outstanding job to get the community, get the foundation in- embedded into the community. So his memory lives alive. Oh, absolutely. And, and yeah, as you know, he's a huge soccer fan, yeah. very engaged. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, no, we're going uh, to take a little bit of a break here. Uh, Jay's going to stick with us for the rest of the show. For you people out on Facebook that are watching and uh, doing the live thing, get your questions into us as soon as you can. Uh, for the rest of you, well, just hit us up on Twitter, and we'll see what we can do about uh, answering some of those questions for you. Uh, this is Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Evans, coming to you live from the First Round Sports Restaurant in downtown Edmonton. Listening to Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. And we're back here, Rabbit Radio Live uh, at the First Round Sports Restaurant in downtown Edmonton. You like the subtle pauses, don't you? Yeah. I have a tendency to throw them in. Uh, it wasn't so subtle. No, I know it wasn't. It wasn't so subtle. We're the official podcast of FC Edmonton. I'm here with Andreas Morris, Jeff Paulus, and our guest today is uh, GM of the club, Jay Ball. And Jay, we were just getting into uh, talking about the upcoming games and some that are in particular going to be tied to other things that... Uh, yeah, it would be very exciting to be involved with. Yeah, I would just I would just say at this point in time, if there ever was an opportunity to get out to see a game right now, if you've been thinking about it and thinking and thinking of what time when when game what games are the best ones to come out, get out now because the next three games are going to be they're going to have lots of people in the stands, and I'll tell you it is awesome. It's going to be exciting with the Humane Society on August 28th. We are going to have First Responders Day on September 11th, and September 14th is our Community League Day here in the city where we're engaging all. One 157 community leagues to come on out and, and support the club. Well, that's fantastic. It, yeah, again, t- take every game match and, and link it to a, a theme, link it to a cause. Like right now on Twitter, this football and furballs thing has taken off. There's If you were to go on our Twitter feed, the FC Ed football, uh, hashtag FC Ed uh, furballs, there are, there's, there's tons of, like as we're sitting here right now, there's pictures coming up online right now of these animals and in jerseys and so on. So there's fan engagement happening and I just, we, we obviously from the front office on down, we want to thank everyone for coming out and supporting the team, but we have three awesome games coming up. We just yeah. want to get everybody out to them. That's fantastic. And from a coaching perspective, I mean, the team's chuffed and ready to continue its uh, foray at staying at the top of the league. Yeah. I'm, I'm is, fully is, excited the way things are going. Is chuffed a professional term? I don't know, though. I'm not involved <laughs> with the yeah. first team. Because I'm in the front office. Can I use that in a front office? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It's, so it's, give me context. I, 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 I'm, with I'm, relation am to am James. Am I showing uh, my age here by using the term I don't know. chuffed? <laughs> just yeah. means pumped up, ready to go. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I got it. No, that's good, Coach. In Darren's world, it is. I'm almost as pumped up looking at the Kiss T-shirt across from me yet. That Too bad we're not live but. anymore. I know, not That's live right. anymore. But, uh, but can we say uh, we are chuffed with the work that Jimmy does here in the background? Because you're Absolutely stellar. Absolutely chuffed. Stellar. You've not I, mentioned him yet, by the way. Well, yeah. I mean, Jimmy he's, uh, he's a key over. member. Jimmy's one here. of the key background members of FC Edmonton here, and one of the media gurus. And uh, Sporting a fresh haircut. <laughs> Sporting a fresh haircut. Yeah, 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 orange. Yeah. Shoot. Ladies, come on out. Yeah, I believe he's single. It's a He's asked for it, and he's got it. That's the alleged what he's sporting. That's right. You called the haircut the ledger would, didn't you? Yeah. That's from uh, one of the supporter guys online. He got the haircut and said, uh, 
Nobody can probably hear him over there. It's okay. No, I I can sort of hear it through the headphones, so maybe somebody will be able to hear it. Okay. Um, We did have a comment come in on on the uh, Simmonton Facebook uh, page. And uh, I'll turn this over to uh, to our GM because it really addresses our merchandise. Uh, and it's just a comment, or it's a comment, not a question. It says we need more merchandise for kids, uh, like the mini balls. Yeah, I completely agree. In fact, uh, it's a problem. We don't have enough. We've we've sold out of so much. We're just going through the reordering stage right now, and the mini balls are, are on their way in. So just Great. ask everybody, everybody to be patient, and uh, they're on their way. It's actually a nice problem because uh, in years past there was probably. Boxes of boxes of merchandise <laughs> sitting downstairs. I not, think there's so still a bunch of extra large uh, Umbro. Yeah. Uh, well, the track jacket you're wearing hey, right hey, now, hey. Dub. You know what? Yeah. It's just comfortable. <laughs> At least I've got the logo involved. Wrong side. At you know what? <laughs> you know what our hot seller is as of late is uh, the jerseys. Those jerseys are flying off. The They're the sharpest in the league. Yeah. Kim, you know, Kim Manzo's done, she's done an awesome job in, in setting up that merch area down on, at the stadium. And we're short now on specific sizes, so we're actually rushing to get more in. And, right. and we've got a merch, we've got a, we have a retail uh, provider helping us out with that. But How about the, uh, the Colin Miller playing card? I hear that's going like hotcakes. <laughs> it is. No, I tell you. <laughs> flying <laughs> off the shelves. I tell you, he, flying he, he came up shelves. to me last game in the autograph area, right? Yeah. He was just standing next to me talking, right? And Kathy comes up to me with the box. Kathy, she holds all the autograph cards for the players. And I look, look in the box, and I'm like, okay, I see Colin's cards. I pick up Colin's cards. I have a little Sharpie with me. I'm like, here. And he goes, well, no. And as soon as the kids saw there was a guy with cards, yeah. they came right up to Fantastic. him. And he had so much fun signing autographs. And yeah. right he was out there for an extra 45 minutes. I think we drank three of his Guinness. <laughs> he actually, uh, he, missed, he missed his... Uh, he missed Nobody his, could understand him. That's going to come back. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you know, it will. And he <laughs> gets fined. <laughs> so, um, well, that's fantastic, okay. Jay. A lot of the stuff that's come up has been great, and I'm, and I'm glad you're able to uh, come in and talk about uh, what's going on in the office and, and what's coming through. Um, we're going to take a little shift here and head into um, the Alberta Soccer Association mm-hmm. Provincials that just happened. Um, the different youth teams that are involved from U12 right up to U18, I believe, were, uh, were the different things, age groups uh, happening. Was it all in Calgary or was it some of it in Yeah, Edmonton? this was in Calgary. It was the Tier 1 Provincials oh, okay. this past okay. weekend. Um, and I apologize. I'm not sure if Tier 2 happened this weekend or was it the weekend before. I think it was the weekend before, but... We, we can just go through some of the, uh, just to give recognition to the teams that, that won. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, a fantastic achievement for all those involved. And, you know, I made a comment on Twitter to, to for whoever might read it, but it was just to, to the young kids and also to the coaches. And it's yeah. hopefully they take a moment to enjoy the experience. And uh, because whether they've won provincials or lost provincials, it won't define them as a player. And it certainly won't define them on who they are. And uh, we put so much into this. And I just wonder what coaches who who say that winning provincials is the end goal and the only goal, what do they say to kids that don't win when yeah. they have that as their only goal? So hopefully they put that in perspective. But uh, at any rate, here, here's the, uh, to go through the list, uh, U12 Tier 1 boys, that went to the Edmonton Strikers, a uh, 2-1 win over the Warriors. Uh, tier, or U12 Tier 1 girls, Foothills beat Calgary West 1-0. 
Uh, U14 Tier 1 boys, St. Albert Impact, uh, beat Foothills 1-0. And a great story there is we've got about six of those boys, uh, O2s, joining our academy next year. Oh, that's fantastic. So, yeah, I've worked with some of those kids quite a bit over uh-huh. the last couple of years. And some great youngsters on that team. So I'm real proud of them. Uh, they, they've done quite oh, well. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, tier 1 girls, uh, again, U14 is Foothills 2, St. Albert 0. Uh, great age group for St. Albert, and that's, uh, that's my home club, of yeah, course. Of course. Yeah, and uh, U16 Tier 1 boys, uh, Juventus, and our own staff coach, Kurt Bosch, and about nine of our FC Edmonton Academy players are involved in that game, um, and they beat Foothills 2 nothing. and uh, that team will be off, as will St. Albert, uh, to represent uh, Alberta Nationals. Um, Tier 1 girls, U16, Foothills beat Edmonton Scottish 3-1. Um, and I believe that uh, for Edmonton Scottish is, is now is one of their first teams in not in provincials final in the last couple of years. So well done to them. Oh, and well I know, done. Yeah, they've got a strong female program happening uh, in, in, at Scottish. Mm-hmm. Uh, U18 Tier 1 boys is um, Foothills beat SWU. Uh, and it's the Calgary SWU team, I believe. They beat them 1-0. Uh, U18 Tier 1 girls is uh, both Edmonton teams. Inter versus the Strikers. Uh, Inter won that 4-0. Wow. JP, yeah. what, you, you mentioned that, um, I think you said Juventus is getting mm-hmm. to go to Nationals. Do yeah. the U12, U14, they so don't U, do Nationals? Uh, U14 this year. So, so CSA, as of right now, it's U14, U16, U18 as club Nationals. Um, but U14, and, and, and I've written about this, and I actually got a lot of flack about writing about this. Um, on a blog of mine about uh, the need to get rid of U14 Club mm-hmm. Nationals and um, because it doesn't fit the LTPD. Yeah. It doesn't fit any player development model anywhere in the world. And, and this year, it's certainly not because of me, but uh, the CSA technical staff who are doing, I think, a fantastic job, and they're not getting credit for it, mm-hmm. uh, Tony Fonseca, Rob Gale, and their, and their crew, they've, they've made the decision to get away from U14 Club Nationals after this year. So starting next year, it'll be U15 and U17. Okay. Only, which makes a lot more sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, where do you want to keep going from here? Well, I, I think it's just uh, the fact that provincials have just happened. We were just sort of acknowledging the fact yeah. that there was a lot of players from the Edmonton area. Yeah. And in particular, uh, players from the academy that we work with. Yeah, or, FC Edmonton's duly represented in this provincials. Yeah. I mean, from coaching, yeah. Kurt Bosch, That's Chris right. Clark at St. Albert, who you mentioned. Yeah. I know John Vinci was there. And then all these players that are coming from these top clubs in the province are coming to our academy. That's great news. Yeah, well, it good. is. And the U18, sorry, DW. No, no, go ahead. Pal, but uh, at the U18 girls level with um, Edmonton Inter. Uh, with the uh, Edmonton Strikers. And then the St. Albert Impact team was also a very good team who got beat out by Inter in, in the group stages. Yeah. But the three of the strongest teams are all from Edmonton, and many of those girls are actually in the uh, FC Edmonton uh, soon-to-be reps program, but the FC Edmonton uh, RPC program until now. So I think it's great on both sides, both genders, and I know that uh, the imprint that, that Tom and Dave Fath have put on the Edmonton soccer community is uh, it's going to be a legacy, I think. Because well, One day uh, there will be a statue put up, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, you know, honestly, uh, the money they've committed so far to developing academy players, both male and female, they certainly deserve something. Just the money going back into the city from them is just phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Just but phenomenal. It really it's, is. It's, it's not just the... And what they put into it from the soccer perspective, there's so much more that goes into it from the stadiums to the, you know, all, all the different areas of the, of the club that are involved mm-hmm. that aren't necessarily totally football related that, mm-hmm. 
you know, uh, they've supported and they've put money into it. It's fantastic. Yeah, just, we should we yeah. should probably mention also on a somber note that we should uh, we're always thinking about the Fath family right now. They're going yeah. through a, a tough time in their family. So thinking about Tom and Dave Fath and, and their whole family. As yeah. Well. So our thoughts and prayers with with them uh, over, uh, this evening over the passing of uh, their father for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Just on the note about, uh, because this Alberta Provincials just happened at Tier 1, with the highest level, you know, I think it's important to mention how strong the sport is in Alberta. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I think it goes a long way to speak about. So down in Calgary, so the new, or the new um, uh, what, what, what's the word I'm thinking of here? But some of the new things happening, well, they use things. Uh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Things. That's right. In the absence of a, of a better word. Um, so some of the things happening in Alberta soccer right now that are, I think, quite important uh, is the Whitecaps uh, setting up a, a program, an academy in Calgary. And uh, FC Edmonton, I think, is important to know because this was raised and, of course, conspiracy theories and all this are all over Twitter. But I think it's important for people to know that FC Edmonton was involved in those discussions. Uh, the blessings were, were from the owner of this club and, and certainly the technical staff that, that the Whitecaps did that. We're not a full residency in Edmonton. We, we develop uh, Edmonton players and some from outside that have a family that live here where they can yeah, move. Yeah. And we welcome it. I, I got to tell you, I think when I look at the FC Edmonton Academy and, and trying to get these kids competition, the fact that there's now going to be a Whitecaps program in Calgary, there's already a Whitecaps program in Saskatoon, tune well this creates a very good uh prairie kind of competition and also one in uh, winnipeg so so there's some great things happening there we're in constant discussions with craig dalrymple of the whitecaps and how we can how we can really advance the sport for the elite player and when the whitecaps set up a program and certainly fc edmonton's academy that's what we're talking about and dealing with with the academy as the elite players so yeah. this opens up some real good opportunities and then up here in edmonton and that'll be both male and female because the whitecaps are also going to fund and help sponsor the um the female rex down in calgary south rex. along with asa and then up here in the north of course uh, the commitments of of tom and dave fath to also fund the female program rpc well that's becoming a full rex program uh it's going to be the fc edmonton rex program and we'll be working uh side by side with the CSA and the ASA on that and developing the top female players um, in this region. So tons of exciting things happening for elite uh, elite athletes, elite youngsters Very uh, much so. in this province. Yeah, it's exciting times. Exciting times for sure. And that sort of leads us into the uh, the next segment, uh, which we're talking about the FC Edmonton Academy's role within the CSA's player pathway, which is just basically what you've just said, the Rex programs. Uh, yeah, and, and the pro academies. And the pro academies. So. Yeah. I mean, the player pathway is clearly defined. And uh, the player pathway right now, it acknowledges the work that happens at the grassroots levels. And then certainly acknowledges, as we do, the work that happens with the clubs in developing players at the U10, U12 levels uh, and U14. And then, of course, developing players that are strong enough technically to get into our program. So that's acknowledged at all levels. And then where the CSA wants to see the game progress now is with the elite professional academies. Mm-hmm. And um, and there's private academies doing great work as well. So For this sure. certainly isn't uh, we're better than anyone else because we're attached to a professional organization. There's some very good private academies yeah, out there. I, I, They're all doing great work. There was one at BC, Total Soccer Systems, which was yeah. a fantastic, well-run club. There, there's some fantastic yeah. ones, you know. And... Um, and right now, my mind's just blank because I, I talked to the, them quite a bit in BC. We run a fantastic academy. Um, it's probably TSS, it's, which is Total Soccer Systems. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Sigma Academy, certainly in Ontario, has developed yeah. as many players as any pro academy, it seems. You know, so, so things are going really well on that side, and that's the mandate of the CSA, and that's where we fit in. It, mm-hmm. It's our job to take very, very good players and hopefully develop them into elite players. Yeah. And, and that's our role in that. And um, 
I, I think we're having success in that. And, you know, I think if you look at a player like Shamit Shom, who right now sits, I believe, 12th in total minutes played by a North American player in the MLS and the NASL, and the kid's 18 years yeah, old. Yeah, that, that's fantastic. And he's 12th in minutes played. So, you know, I, I think Shamit Shom justifies and validates, the number one, the financial equipment that Tom and Dave Fath have put into the program and, and also the work that's going into it by the FC Edmonton staff and, and by FC Edmonton in general to help these players develop. Uh, we also have, there was a great tweet today from the U of A about the Golden Bears team for this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you look at that picture, that photo, and there's six FC Edmonton Academy graduates so cool. that are all there on a scholarship. That's amazing. And, uh, and what doesn't ever get talked about in our academy, unfortunately, is, is the success we've had academically with players. Mm-hmm. And we have a 100% success rate of our graduating players of either receiving a professional contract or uh, a scholarship to a university in Canada, CIS, CCAA, or in the States, we've got a couple NCAA, and now we have a, uh, one NAIA. Yeah. Um, so, and, and obviously, we keep in touch with them. And, I mean, Thomas Shores, who's uh, James Madison, he's, he's trained with our first team mm-hmm. uh, this summer when he comes home. So it's not like we've just developed them and, and then we see them off. We actually try to maintain contact and help them out, help them achieve their best. And these might be players that come back and play for us at 22 yeah. when the university's done. Mm-hmm. So, and also, I want to mention Amir... Uh, uh, oh, their family will destroy me if I say their name wrong, but it's uh, uh, Halilic. Halilic. Um, but yeah, but he's now close. in Germany and he's in a, he's just signed for a fourth division club. Yep. Um, he's been in our academy three years. So, you know, there, there's often a lot of misrepresentations about what the FC Edmonton Academy is about and what we're trying to achieve. But uh, we've been very clear uh, publicly, we've been very clear to the players in our program. It's our job to get you to the highest level. And if that means you sign with our first team, that's a fantastic achievement and we want to do that 100%. But if that means that your route is going to take you to Germany, then we're going to do that. And if your route is to get you a scholarship so one day you can be a future leader of this uh, of this city or of this country, then yeah, we're going to do that. Yeah. So uh, I think we're there for, for all for all of the players, and, and we see it through. Yeah, which is fantastic. You know what? We're going to take a quick little break here uh, at, at Rabbit Radio uh, just because I, I, I feel like doing that. You know what I'm saying? Did, did you have, want to add something? I, I just want to just a final. Just a, Go ahead, just Jay. No worries, man. That's what we're here for. So something else should be mentioned is uh, something else should be mentioned as well is, uh, you know, Marcus and the supporters group mm-hmm. have shown up to a few of the, uh, yeah. the academy's games. Yeah. yeah, I saw a great picture of them. Uh, yeah, I took that picture. Did you? I was oh, at the last. I, I came to the last. Yeah. My son, Jay was there. My son and I came, and we watched. And and I, you know, I got to tell you, the supporters have not only dedicated themselves, dedicated themselves to the first team, but they're showing up to the academy games as well because they believe in exactly everything you just said. Yeah. And so, kudos to them. They're supporting the FC Edmonton brand. They're supporting the next generation, the first team. And every time they show, they they post a picture of them out at the academy game. Yeah. I just love it, and I just again, I think it should be recognized that they're the supporters means truly supporting, and you know they're and they're doing that. They're living that uh, right now, which yeah. which so is fantastic. Because you're right, there, there are I don't want to say there are groups, but there are there you know in other yeah. cities that they wouldn't show up to an academy game. Well, let's the, say. The, the last game you were there, obviously, so totally. and I was, uh, yeah. Yeah. and yeah. they brought out the flags. They brought they, oh, yeah. they, they stapled the flags to the I fences. Know. They brought out the the drums, and the piper was out the as brand, well. The bagpipe, yeah. yeah. So there's all these yeah. teams at the South, at North Amphitheater, uh, the North Fields there, and everybody was like, looking, what the hell? Who are these guys that show up to, to cheer this <laughs> team know. on?" And they came out in force. Well, and I told them, and I let them know ahead of time because we actually had several players missing. All of our two. 2000s were in provincials, so they weren't playing. Uh, and a couple other guys were off at university, so they didn't play. And, and I, let, I gave them a heads up that this won't be the full squad tonight. And they said, uh, 
I believe their response to me was, if they're wearing an FC Edmonton Academy jersey, they're FC Edmonton and we'll be there. And, and just last comment, dude. I'm sorry, I know yeah, you no, no uh, no hit that button, but it's okay. You know, when when Colin Miller came in and he talks about uh, when he talked about this team, and, and number one, he said he wants to change the culture of FC Edmonton. And I think when you look at the team and uh, how we progressed over four years, yeah. he has done that. And uh, we certainly have a new culture about the team, but that culture expands. And that culture of, of, a, of, a, of a soccer team grows beyond the team. And it starts to envelop everyone involved in the club, and then it goes into the community. And I, and I think our supporters group deserves a ton of credit because they've bought into this culture. They've added to the culture. And, uh, and they're... they're I think they're part of something that's that's going to become pretty special around yeah, here. Yeah, so, I agree. Well, they've never had a ton to cheer for. I mean, obviously, we've had mediocre seasons, but this year is really their time to shine, I think, you know. Uh, it's, 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 it's everyone involved with the club's time to shine. Yeah, yeah. yeah everybody totally. should feel proud of everybody, it right now. Everybody. Yeah. You're right, you're and, right. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton, coming to you live from the First Round Sports Restaurant in downtown Edmonton. We'll be right back. podcast of FC Edmonton. And we're back here, Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton, live in downtown Edmonton at the uh, restaurant that gives us food. Okay, they don't give it to us. We pay for it. They give us alcohol as well, and we pay for that as well. Um, They give us space. They give us space. First round. Giving us space. Space, a glass booth. Yep. (laughs) Um... And, and what are we talking about? We were talking about provincial championships uh, in Alberta, and uh, we're going to talk a, a, a briefly about the FC Edmonton Academy. Uh, the academy team plays in the men's Premier League here in Edmonton, and they're on their way to provincials, Jeff. On their way to provincials. On their way yeah. to the provincial You know what? I think what, for me, what makes... Um, because we never worry about that, i got to say. You know, winning games is it's, uh, the competition that we're interested in the development side. Um, however, this team has accomplished uh, playing a men's premier, uh, uh, the provincial um, uh, spot, with, with 16-year-olds. Yeah. You know, we've got uh, very few 98s uh, that, are, that are graduating this year, and, um, and one was been long gone to Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, every, every lineup, I think every game for the last six weeks has seen five 16-year-olds start. At least. And, and play a majority of minutes. And the fact that these young kids now are in an environment where they're playing against adults, where the physicality of the game is not is taken away from them. Of course. So, so now uh, they're at a disadvantage when it comes to pace and strength and all that stuff. So they have to use their heads, and they have to use their their, uh, their soccer IQ and their technique, yeah. uh, speed of play, yeah, and, and they've done it. And uh, some of our best footballs happened recently. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the Should kids. Should be a cakewalk in the provincials, then. Eh? Well, you know I, what? I, I just hope I, I hope these kids get a chance to play against the Emeralds again. And uh, it, the, the Emeralds is uh, it's an all Irish team. And I've got so much respect for those guys because they're not dirty. That they play the kids pretty yeah. clean. Uh, they they challenge hard, but they challenge hard. I yeah. mean, they're Irish, so that's just their nature. Mm-hmm. And uh, but it's not dirty. And no. um, so I've got a lot of respect for them. They beat us both games. Uh, I'm not sure they deserve to beat us both games. I, th- I um, think they're the only other team in this league that trains almost as much as we do. Yeah, they're from they train. Aren't they? yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I know Brian Connolly, yeah. who's there, on that team. There's oh, a bunch yeah, of guys. There's a, there's a bunch yeah, of guys. Fantastic guys. Yeah. 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 Totally fantastic. Yeah, I think fun on the sidelines. I think Conor McGregor's brother might be on the team. 
Lisa's lookalike. This guy looks like <laughs> Conor McGregor really? on that really? team. Yeah. 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 Don't they all look like Conor McGregor over in Ireland? Moody. Moody. That was my Irish. Only in the south, because I think Dazzy and Albert will take offense to that. Yeah, very true. Very true. So, yeah, so anyhow, that takes place over the Labor Day weekend. We're going down with 18 players. We're going to be missing a lot of our 98s because of university commitments now. And we're going to throw out a whole ton of. Two thousands, a whole ton of sixteen-year-olds, and we're going to let them uh, have a bash at it and see how they do. Sounds fun. That's yeah, more power to them, and it's great, and it'll set them up for coming back. To uh, they'll get a little bit of a break from the academy for for a month or so, and then uh, be back at it in the next month. Set them up for what's what's in store for them for, the, right. for the next U eighteen right. intake. And that means D Dubs going on the road. Uh, D Dubs actually uh, going to be in Ottawa. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, that's right. Be, uh, down with the academy. Yeah. Jeff will that's be right. down with the academy. That's you right. just you just bouncing the ball, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. yeah. That, why don't you just say that again? Bouncing the ball. Yeah, bouncing the ball. Well, there you go. Follow it. Another area to edit for me later <laughs> on right. in the show. <laughs> All right, we're going to launch right into our NASL roundup. The week that was, the week that's going to be, and more importantly, right now, there's a bunch of news that's just happened in the NASL. Um, the announcement of a team in San Francisco, which is coming into the league, is it next year for sure? They're coming in next yeah, year for next sure. Year. Next year, yeah, and sure. the head coach Jeff. Yeah, Mark DeSantos. Mark DeSantos, former familiar foe. Impact. Familiar foe. Familiar foe, uh, former Impact, former, of course, former Ottawa, Ottawa Fury. Fury uh, yeah. Had some great success with them. In two oh. years. In yeah. two years. You know what? He, yeah. he turned a program around, and even you think year two, he started off uh, horrendously that year. That's true. Is that he? a word, D-Dub, yeah. horrendously? Hor- horrendously. <laughs> but, uh, no, so, yeah, it's interesting. I read uh, Steve Sandor, of course, said that, that San Francisco won the, the Mark DeSantos sweepstakes. And, you know, I guess so he's a hot commodity right now. And um, I know talking to Mark, he, he made the choice to go USL because he thought he had to take a step back to go a step forward. And I mean, he's getting to MLS. And for whatever reason, uh, he's, you know, he's, I guess he has said to, to some reporter that he's been disillusioned in the USL. And uh, now it's time to get back into this league. And I mean, I've always thought personally the NASL is, is actually a far superior league to the, the USL. I think the USL is outside of a couple teams like Cincinnati and Sacramento, some of the ones that are independents, but, but I believe that the USL serves its purpose as being a, an MLS reserve league for their under-21s and it does a great job at that. Yeah. Well, that's what it is. Yeah. But how do you like a guy uh, announcing that he's leaving a club um, before the season's over? That happened in... Uh, Carolina with uh, Martin Rennie, I believe yeah. it was. But, but Carolina was on a hot streak. All then... over, all over Europe, it's like that. Though yeah, the, the, right? the, you'll know before the end of the year whether. Oh, Pep Guardiola yeah. did it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They knew the new coach was coming. Well, actually, Pep Guardiola announced that he was leaving, going to Manchester City, which kind of left. Yeah, kind of like oh great. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm a lame so, duck here. Now. Yeah, am I out of a job? <laughs> but that, but I, I mean, Marcus Samuels did it. I, I just don't feel like. Well, yeah, I mean, I just don't feel like that's the right way to go. I mean, your, your players are knowing that you're not going to be there next year. Your fan base just yeah. kind of saying, it's not where I want to be. Move, I'm moving I, on. I don't, I, I don't, I think I don't it, like that. I think it has more of an effect on the fan base than it does the players. Yeah. Players got to play Either way. the way they have to play, no yeah. matter what. No matter who's in charge. Yeah. If, if, if It's an individual. If, it's a team sport, and you want to play as a team, but at the end of the day, it's also individual. It's If you want to continue with the level you're at, you have to maintain you know, your own game and your own thoughts and, and being that type of a player who can continue to play at the level. So regardless of whether you hear information about a coach leaving, you can be upset or whatever it may be, but uh, you still have to get on with it as a player. Yeah. But you're yeah. right. The fans, for sure. 
Uh, that's that's who. I wonder you know. if Nashi goes and joins them. There you go. There's that rumor. Oh, enjoy that one. Oh, you know enjoy what? Chew on that one for a bit. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. That's <laughs> if San Francisco is a lot closer to Vancouver, where Nashi actually that's lives, right. than Ottawa. Yeah. So that could and see be. See what we're doing here, Ottawa Fury uh, fans. Ottawa see what we're doing. We're just taking your <laughs> team right. apart. It's not that's a wind-up, right. honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think the bigger story with San Francisco coming to NESL is actually bigger than Mark DeSantos, uh, although that is big. Um, it's, uh, it now gives the NASL uh, all the time zones, which, it's, which is required to be a division two. Massive. Yeah. So Massive. That's, yeah, that's the importance there. Yeah, that's yeah. in our own backyard, San Francisco. Well, I mean, in the, the next step, too, would be seeing a team in. It's close as you can get. I would love to see a team in San Diego. I would love to see a team in you know, Orange County. I'd like yeah. to see them put an NASL team in. I'd like to see one in Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to I'd see take that uh, one. <laughs> Well, well, Vegas, or be or rude Vegas not would be nice. Yeah. Is, it, is there yeah. enough room for another one uh, along the Cascadia area? That I think Victoria would be a cool place. To Victoria would be a great place to have a team. Yeah. That would be fantastic. Yeah, and then, you know, Portland, they support their MLS franchise so well. I don't know if you could throw another. I mean, I think NESL is too close to MLS to yeah. even I think you could consider get like that. A, any of the Tri-Cities areas, like the, I'm, I'm trying to think, of like Spokane. Yeah, some of the, Spokane they, wouldn't be bad. They, Spokane wouldn't be they bad. They had a great PDL franchise area. They were called Spokane, Spokane Spiders. Spiders. We played it. them in our inaugural yeah. in, in 2010. Yeah. We played so, them. Really? I think we beat them 7-0. I still think that they could host or, or have have an NASL franchise there. I think it would be a great place, yeah. yeah. Tacoma. Yeah. So, I mean, place. she's put it anywhere in this, <laughs> not that they're in our time zone, but yeah. close enough to it, and I'm happy from, from a yeah. travel booking perspective. I, I think that would be absolutely fantastic to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, you had some other news there that I was... Uh, well, you know, we were just talking about, um, and I guess a lot of this is just kind of maybe rumor-mongering or whatnot. I mean, certainly we looked at, we're, we're talking about uh, the expansion of the league and the growth of the league, and we know we're losing Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, that announcement was just made as well. So congrats uh, to them. I mean, yeah. yeah, for sure. And I believe they ceased, they sold three thousand se- uh, season tickets or something that day. Wow. Uh, for MLS, yeah, something it. like is, crazy. Is that a good number? To stuff in day one day. Sure. In day one. one? Day? Yeah, as long sure. as it yeah. keeps going. Yeah. Well, yeah, well you'd sure. hope so. But if day one, all of a sudden you've yeah. launched three thousand season tickets, <laughs> you do it right. You yeah. time it right with the announcement, right? You take yeah. deposits and you announce on that day. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah. and I think that, you know, and they've got a stadium that's being built in St. Paul, I believe it is. Yeah. Uh, today on Twitter, uh, off track here a little bit, but but LA, the new LA, uh, LA franchise MLS is just uh, showing the plans for their new stadium. And going it looks in. gorgeous. They just broke ground and it's fantastic. Yeah, it looks gorgeous. And so it's great. The more soccer specific stadiums we have. It looked a ways out of downtown, though. Did you notice that? I'm not sure. It looked quite yeah. a ways out of downtown. What I, what I like, the only thing, the one thing that just struck me was that the word soccer specific. Yeah. And that, that's a dirty word in Edmonton, I think, soccer specific. Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah, we'll get there. We could, we could do that. Every single show. We could do that every single show. You know, and I, 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 I don't see why we wouldn't. There's some reason show. why. Hashtag paint it blue. Hashtag yeah. paint it blue. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I like, I like that, that too. And yeah. not like the was it Boise State Broncos with the blue field. That's not what we're no, talking. No, no, no. no. Talk about that. We're talking. No. We're talking. Yeah. Paint the city blue. Paint the city uh, blue. Paint the stadium blue. And, well, and green dome eleven yeah. aside field. So I know in in law will often cite precedents, right? When, whenever uh, whenever a judge is given a verdict, they often cite precedents. And and I do believe in a city whose colors are blue and white, um, to to brand a publicly owned facility green. That matches a certain sporting franchise. That's their main tenant, their primary tenant. I believe a precedent's been set. 
So, so to use that, I do believe that Clark Stadium's main tenant is FC Edmonton. Yes, it is. And what color? Well, we're blue and we're white. We're blue and white. The city's color. The city's and actually, if you ask Tom right. Bath about the, yeah. the, the version of the blue that he chose is the official match. It's it's the called the color. official. It's it's the actual official city it blue. Is. I heard that actually, yeah. and and I know like you know you look at this set of gear compared to another set of gear, and they all have a little bit of a different tinge. But the original logo yeah. that was submitted is is city of Edmonton blue. Yeah. Tom Fath had the city Give in his that. head the What's, whole time. So you know that's you know. that's fantastic. Hopefully there'd be some reciprocal thing happening. So let's just go get a can city. of paint and throw it on yeah. the park. Our supporters group, and we've talked about them a lot tonight, have actually volunteered to do a night raiding party <laughs> and just and and the city will wake up and it will be blue. Yeah. So no, I'm not authorized. I don't know anything about that. Exactly. I, 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 I yeah. don't know anything about so, that either. Yeah, yeah. we have um, nothing to do with it if it happens. Nothing so. to do with it. Um, well, great to see yeah. the NHL heading into uh, the northern part of California there. That's, well, uh, and you know what? I think we need to see some more Canadian teams, quite frankly. Yeah. I, two isn't enough. It never is. Let's, let's, I, I think Victoria was a good shout. I, I, think, I, I think, and, and I think we've talked, about in the, we've talked about the Canadian professional league that, that you swear is common uh, at taking <laughs> over the CFL uh, stadiums. Right. I think the NHL should make a push to. You I know, think so too. Saskatchewan they should go into any of these Calgary would be huge. Winnipeg. Yeah. 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 Winnipeg. They already have a PDL team. <laughs> they already and have a, uh, a covered indoor 11 v 11 oh, stadium as well. They're already ahead of us then. Yes. Yeah. And here's another note about the. Uh, here's an interesting one because Winnipeg does have the PDL team, but. You know the PDL for me, it, it, PDL does a great job. Yeah, don't yeah. get me wrong. You know, and, and it's a place for university players to play in the off season. That's what it is. It's a university league. Yes. Um, the universities now have a motion going forward to to go full year in the NCAA to go full year for their soccer programs. If that happens, that's pretty much a kiss of death to the PDL because they'll need that as their off season and, and probably no playing. So, so if that happens, then you look at a place like Winnipeg that can support an NASL franchise, and, and maybe the, that PDL team now considers. NASL. Hamilton has talked about pro soccer now for the last for the last year yeah. consistently, and that's uh, so this is not that's not fantasy I've land. I've heard this that one before. Realistic. through NASL ranks. Yeah. I think Saskatoon could do the same thing. Well, and how about Calgary? You know, Foothills. Calgary, I've, got, Calgary definitely I've got a could. lot of friends in Foothill, Foothill Soccer Club, and, and you know they, they've done a great job. They've made the final this year in PDL. It's a fantastic organization. But I mean, I got to say, and if they're listening, I'm, you know, don't take this the wrong way. But I'm always disappointed when I hear them say that maybe they go USL. And they talk about maybe MLS. Well, MLS won't happen from one amateur soccer club. And, and MLS in Calgary, let's be realistic, is 15 to 20 years away at best if they ever get a franchise. And certainly I can't see that being the next MLS. There's so many American cities wanting MLS. Where would Calgary think they're going to fit in on that? So yeah. you're years away. That, that city is an NASL city. It should be. Yeah, so it's, I'm always disappointed what when I hear them down there. But, and, yeah, and then oh, USL yeah. is a reserve league. So would you really want to sink all that money into yeah. a reserve league? Yeah. When you could a little bit more in your NASL, same travel. S- second division, same yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, anyhow, so but, there, there, there's some cities for thought. Yeah, definitely. Victoria. We talked about Victoria being in it. Did you, that, yeah, you Victoria. That? I just think yeah. it would be, I mean, I mean, James, you're from Victoria. How well were the Highlanders supported? I mean, do you think the NASL would would do well there. Yeah, James, lean into the mic so he's not reefing yeah. it over there. Yeah, I mean, we had some great support in uh, the couple seasons that I was there. It was almost baffling that it's such a small city, but the people that would come out to uh, RIP there and, uh, and I'm forgetting the field there, UBIC, but uh, 
even with the team coming back into the PDL in this most recent season, I think they're trying to crack 700, 800 people with uh, with a U23 collegiate kind of squad. So yeah. uh, I think if, if there was support there again, which has been the problem with having stable ownerships and guys that have the money to support something like that, I think if you could get that, I mean, sky's the limit. It's mild weather year-round, and mm-hmm. and uh, infrastructures there with uh, all the minor soccer systems. There's a ton of academies that are going on. I'm telling you, talent. Marv, Derricks, and David do. Get them on it. Yeah. Get them on it because they'll do it. They're yeah. the type of guys that are gung-ho enough to make this happen. Well, they, yeah. they on their own have started. They do, especially yeah. have started this, this the, PDL. The, the rendition yeah, of it, right? Yeah, yeah. The owner's there now, and so... Yeah. Wow. Yeah, who knows? We'll have to we'll have to cross right, go that back bridge. to your corner. <laughs> we'll have to cross that bridge when it happens. At least people know he's real now. Yeah, yeah. That was Jimmy, by the way, not Kermit the Frog. Yeah, that was Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy the media guru. Hey, Miss Piggy. Oh, we digress. He's the ones we love. Yeah, it's always digressing right before we get um, into the uh, roundup, huh? Well, we'll get to the roundup, and then just before we go into that. Um, Steve Sandor, not only Steve Sandor, but another site, uh, 55 something, whatever, they're on Twitter. If you go 50 something, it'll come up. Uh, it's, uh, okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a Minnesota based uh, Twitter account. They do, uh, they do a lot of work, they do a lot of um, uh, work on the NASL. Of course, I think they're, they're Minnesota fans, uh, first and foremost, but they do weekly rankings, and they've ranked us number two right now, uh, just behind the Cosmos. And if you're listening, where, where we, we have beaten them twice. Yeah, where are they playing those stats? I don't know. Yeah, but um, no, but so they've done a kind of uh, uh, a race to, for the four, for yeah. the four spots. And, you know, Steve Sandor, his article talked about, okay, so at the moment, knock on wood here, that New York, ourselves, and... Um, um, Indy. <laughs> Indy. Indy. Don't forget about Indy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they're easily forgettable. <laughs> um, but we've kind of separated ourselves from the pack a little bit as of right now. So then they said, okay, well, what's the race look like for the fourth spot then? And, and then it gets really interesting, you know, because you've got an extremely talented Tampa team. I mean, they were very good. Yeah, they were very uh, good. Were everything. Very we'll good. talk a bit about Thankfully, that, too. Matt Van Oakle was just as good as they were. Yeah. Um, they were very good. And so that's a great team. And I think that I only expect them to start winning some games, honestly, the way yeah. they played. Uh, Minnesota is deep in talent. Um, Rayo is a good side, uh, and I think that's an underachieving side uh, points-wise. I've always thought they're a good side player-wise. Um, they're doing well. Miami right now is on an absolute tear. Yeah. So, well, even and even Puerto Rico, Rico who's yeah. coming into town is not a pushover by no, any stretch. Well, uh, but that's I mean, we, uh, we talked about that this morning yeah. at, at training at, at, that none of these teams are pushovers. No, it's no. A good every it's a team good is you got to come to play every game. Yeah, it's very yeah. 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 So, but it's an interesting race. I mean, I, I don't want to make a prediction because we have to play all these teams again. So yeah. I'm not going to predict who who who's going to be in it at the end. But uh, what a fantastic race down to the end. And the way this league's been set up with the two seasons initially, I was I was skeptical and not a fan, and that was just. Probably the the purest to me that that yeah. likes one table that doesn't yeah. like playoffs. I just like a table and the champion's a champion. Yeah. Um, but this has worked for the NASL. I mean, the spring season came down it's to the North three American teams. style, JP. You know, playoffs are the it's fans North appreciate American, that they know yeah. that they style. But yeah. but more so our style where we've got two seasons and that's a switch from say MLS. Sure. But this has worked in our league. It, it, the excitement into the final day of who would win the spring season was, you didn't know. Yeah. It came down to the final yeah, day. Yeah, it came down to the final day. And yeah. he does it. And they, they beat us by a point. Yeah. And, uh, and, and you, can get, right you can get a minnow who does great in 10 games yeah, for sure. and, yeah, yeah. And, can, and can push for that spring championship. Yeah. So are we calling India minnow? 
Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, um, we, I, Dr. Dre is. Yeah, you are. Dr. Yeah. Dre, <laughs> 11,000 fans screaming, a minnow. That's right. But, but it's great. And then now you go into the, the second season here, and how close are, are you know, uh, us, India, and New York again? And this is for yeah, the fall yeah. season. This is for the, the fall, moment. yeah. But there is still, I mean, there's 12 games left, and there's so much football there's to so be played. There's so much and that can happen. And when you think of 12 games, it's, it's 36, 36 points yeah. on the table. I know. Yeah. I was thinking about it you today, know, this so morning in the shower. Not, every time I talk about points, I'm not going to move. through. Yeah. I usually just think about getting clean. But that's okay. I don't know what you're thinking about in the shower. (laughs) What are you doing all night? And you wake up thinking I have to get complete. I'm 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 a dirty lad. (laughs) Edit. All right. Um, Let's go into the. Okay. So on that note, let's go right into the week in review. Week in review. Games that happened. Games that uh, were played. <laughs> Jacksonville, Minnesota. Let's Jacksonville, start there. Minnesota. That was a barn burner. It was a yeah. barn burner. It was a draw. Yeah, was Who a called that one? Who did call that one? I don't think anybody called that one. But I do have our stats. Uh, I do have our stats here. Where are we? I don't know. You wrote it, Minnesota. Secretary no, I'm sorry, Boy. Jacksonville, Fort Lauderdale. I can't read his notes. No, it's Jacksonville and Minnesota. Right. No, it's no, Jacksonville, no, it's, Fort Lauderdale. It's Minnesota, no, it's Ottawa. Jacksonville, Fort Lauderdale. Jacksonville, Fort Lauderdale. No. Yeah. No, it was, was Jacksonville, was Minnesota. Midweek. I didn't put the midweek games on. It's Jacksonville, Minnesota. You see they're on the same line? (laughs) So we'll start here, even though we've made these bets. So predictions, I should say. Yeah, predictions. Jacksonville, Minnesota, nobody called the draw. Nobody called the draw. Nobody called the draw. All right, fair enough. No, no. Fort Lauderdale, 3-1 over But I, just going back on that, I expected more from a Minnesota team that just announced their big announcement. You know, they should have been think, jacked yeah, up. I think we were talking about yeah. it being jacked up, and they should have been won. a win for Minnesota yeah. there. Anyway. It was in Jacksonville. It was, it was in Jacksonville. Hot. You don't know how hot it was going to be. Yeah. And, and yeah. that's not a great pitch to play on. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, it's like seven different types of grass that yeah. are on that pitch. <laughs> great. It's, it's horrendous, honestly. Yeah. yeah. For a natural grass, it's, it's not good. Um Fort Lauderdale three one uh, over Ottawa. I, you know what? The first few minutes of that game, I was thinking, okay, uh, Ottawa was under a bit of pressure, but they mm. looked like they weren't. Looked like they were in it, and then I, I don't know what happened. I t- turned it off for a bit, came back, and I'm like three one. Yeah, I mean, apparently Amari. Uh, yeah, exactly. Scored two goals. He's uh, quality. He's the new Italian. He's quality. Yeah, we made fun of him last week, and we shouldn't have. No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> he, maybe he listened and was. Yeah. That was his response. So, Omari, uh, if you're listening, we apologize. It's yeah. a great game. Well we done. did all yeah. pick his team to win, though. We did. But I think uh, with Ottawa, though, I mean, it's a funny team, right? Because they went three games, three, three. They went three games in a week. Yeah. Uh, they had the midweek game they won as well. And then now they think they've lost three in a row here since that. And they're, they're a funny side. I mean, I think for me, they're playing a system that's hard to play. I think uh, so, too. I think you need – there's a lot of understanding that has to happen in a 3-5-2. And specific, and, uh, specific skill sets that are needed for yeah, those positions. Yeah, I agree. That's a tough system. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess if they win that way, they're a genius. Yep, and if they sure. don't, they're not. But Yeah. Um, okay, Carolina. How about this game? Eh? Yeah, this is great. I mean, we're, all, we're all excited by this. <laughs> this, right? this is the one that chuffed us for sure. Yeah. I've used the two. Well done. 3-2. I went with the minnows in this one, and they cost me. I think I went Carolina on this. You did. You yeah. got a point out of that one yeah. in our, our guest last week as well. Got Carolina right. is a difficult place to play. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, uh, the humidity, is, if you're not used to it, it can be shocking. Um, Playing right. on such a good pitch, that's also uh, an, an anomaly. <laughs> yeah, and Indy played there, so they would be used to a good pitch. Yeah, um, yeah that's true. Uh, 
you know what? Carolina at home is a good. They're a veteran team, and they're a very good team. And and at home, they can pass the ball for fun. And uh, I haven't seen their possession stats yet, uh, just because we're not uh, we're not playing them soon, so I've not done the analysis yeah. on them. But um, but that is a team that will pass for fun at home. They've got players that can hurt you. And uh, I think more importantly, though, and, and the nice thing to see is that is that it's usually Indy coming back in games and winning late. Mm-hmm. And they've actually had it done to them. They couldn't they couldn't hold a, a 2-1 lead in this game. So I think that's, uh, for us certainly, that's good to see that. Yeah, it was great to see yep. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, next game is Puerto Rico losing at home to the Cosmos 2-1. Got 2-1 for the Cosmos. I, I heard that that was a, was it a last-minute goal? 91st minute, extra yeah. time goal, yeah. We were all glued to the devices at yeah. the... Uh, at the the tavern when we were watching yeah. the, the away game the other day. Right. Uh-huh. And we were all trying to figure we were all watching what, what yeah. was going on. I'm breaking down them tomorrow What I uh, for our game against um, Puerto Rico, but yeah. I understand that it was uh, both goals were keeper error yeah. for uh, for Port- uh, the Puerto Rico keeper. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that uh, they've actually probably deserved it. And, and Puerto Rico, I mean, if you look at their standings, I think we can get too caught up in seeing where the team, and I always caution young kids about this, never look at a team in their, in their standings, where they're at. Because Puerto Rico have lost so many games this year in the last 10 minutes of the game. Even our game there when we got the win was late. Yeah. Um, that's a team that, that presses high. They work extremely hard. Yeah. Um, their manager on the sideline is nonstop, like barking at them. So so these they're working. Yeah. And uh, they're strong, they're physical, and they've got some talent. So this is, uh, can be a dangerous team. And, and again, New York has won late. How are they traveling? Uh, really long. I mean, I, I, are By they doing bus. well on the road? They're not. They haven't had success on the road, and that's been their problem. Uh, they're, they're, most of their points have come from home. Um, they, we tried. We warned them. We were there because we went in uh, post game to uh, have a, a point with their coaching staff, and um, we made sure to tell them how difficult the travel would be for them, mm-hmm. Good. and yeah, how long of a day it was going to be, and how horrendous the conditions are, how cold Edmonton is this time of year. It's supposed to be a little bit <laughs> chilly yeah. on, on Sunday too, I think. Good. Yeah, Good. I mean chilly by Puerto Rico standards. Yeah, oh, of course. Oh, you yeah. know, it's going to be balmy yeah. for Edmonton standards. But so. yeah, that's what it was like today. No, it's supposed to be a bit warmer. So fans, yeah. be yeah. sure to it's come out. 20, 20, <laughs> 20, better than today. Twenty twenty one today. Okay. <laughs> Um, the Tampa game, I mean, I think uh, I understand, uh, Jay, a lot of people were at uh, the viewing party watching. So I think maybe some people that be listening to this have already seen the game, and they'll know it was, it was, uh, that was a tough game for us. And it was um, not to make excuses, but, you know, it was, it's a different heat down there, and it was extremely hot, yeah. uh, very hot. And the field was extremely heavy because it rained. Um, you could, you could see, see it. it. You yeah. could see the ball yeah. stopping. Yeah, it looked like his swimming pool. Yeah, it, it, it was. Uh, it just was ran good. over the ball. It That's just right. stopped on him. Yeah. And it almost cost yeah. us. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because I initially. Yeah, sorry, Sean. <laughs> I initially no, I initially thought he stepped out of a challenge. So I'm glad no, you said no. the uh, ball no, got no, stuck. No, no. no ball yeah, got stuck. Yeah, you're off the hook, Sean. But um, tough place to play. But uh, again, you know, f- credit to Matt Van Okel. Uh, once again, I mean, he stole the show. He, he gave our team, like he's done every single game this year, he's given our team a chance to win. And uh, we've amazing. started off a bit slowly in games, and then we, we kind of, as the game goes on, you see us get our legs underneath us, and we get stronger as the game goes on, and there's several reasons for that. But but he gives us a chance early, and yeah. he did that. And, and I think and he, he, he's, he's gotten into the players' heads that they, they can feel secure. They, they, they're not worried about, okay, if I make a mistake, That's right. it's not going to end up in the back of my net every time. Yeah. Matt Van Oakle's going to come up with some heroics 90% of the time, which he's done. It's just incredible. And, and to, to achieve at, 
this level of the game, you have to have that. If you, yeah. if, oh, if you sure. don't have that, it, it, Ottawa yeah. had it last yeah. year. Yeah. Pizer's season was yeah. fantastic yeah, for last sure. year. That's same true. kind of you know same kind of thing. It's I know. For as far as keepers go, it's a belief in yourself and, and yeah, in what you're yeah. doing, and, and Matt's got it down right now. Well, and it's, I saw a really cool, uh, one, you know, I'm friends with him on Facebook, lucky enough, and uh, he uh, he, po- he won, you know, Player of the Week. So he's he's posting on there. Everybody's sharing this that he's won, and it ends up on his page, and he's he's commented on it, and he's saying, you know what, this is great that I won it, but. Uh, the guys in front of me are the reason why I'm winning these games. The guys in front of me are the reason why I'm making these saves. They're making it easy on me, and I'm making it easy on them. It's a team sport, and he's acknowledging them. And I think that says a lot about a player. Yeah. 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 Well, you sure. should know about keepers because uh, without Peter Chuck, you'd be what bottom half of the table. <laughs> we are bottom half of the table. Oh, right. that's, that's right. right. Yes. Where did I say? That? I know it's early days. Where did I say that end up? Six. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. 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 And, and the final game was uh, Rayo Miami. Yeah, two late goals, uh, two late goals for Miami to come back and win that. Uh, 94th minute, we're good at keeping notes here. And, um, <laughs> but, but again, I think that's two good teams having a go at each other. And yeah. I've not looked at their stats yet, but two good teams having a go. Both those teams can play football. Both those teams can play possession. Um, again, I really like what, what uh, Miami has done and the players that they have bought. Yeah. And uh, we know they're good players. Yeah. And, um, and they're starting to gel now. They're and let's hope to come that together. OKC is around next year too, eh? Oh, is there yeah. some things? Some, oh, there's some uh, rumblings, rumblings that they might on? not be around. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely rumblings about that. Well, it definitely didn't help that that big shakeup and and Rayo stepping in. I mean, their their team in Spain got relegated. Yeah, and uh, they've come in here and you know, kind of craziness. You know, they're going to bust the games. It'd be interesting getting a Puerto Rico You're on a bus. Kidding. Yeah, so enjoy they're cutting that. costs. They want to cut yeah. player salaries. I'm hearing. Uh, that's yeah, it's, just, it's uh, that's you know. not good. At I all. think they're looking for for a new ownership group that that's going to come I understand in and that take too. them over. Hopefully that works out because yeah. uh, it'll keep us at twelve because yeah. we we'll lose Minnesota and we add San Francisco and, and there is other teams coming down the pipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. yeah, we've talked about Chicago uh, coming in, um, and that could be a huge franchise for for the league for sure. Yeah, um, and that city. Have you been to Chicago? That city could support oh, two, yeah. two oh, professional yes. teams. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Massive. It's a great city. Yeah. Great city. Love their sports. Well, that's great. So that's our roundup. That's our that's the roundup of the week that was. We'll tell you what. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we'll give you the week that will be coming your way. This is uh, Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton, live from the first round sports restaurant in downtown Edmonton. We'll be back. Official podcast of FC Edmonton. And we're here at Rabbit Radio Live at the First Round Sports Restaurant in downtown Edmonton. It's the official podcast of FC Edmonton. And we're winding up the big show here with the last little bit of the NSL roundup. It's the week coming up. Predictions coming up. Who won the last uh, set of predictions there? It was a tie, Dita. It was a tie, yeah. Yes, and, and, the, and the tie between those winners? Was the tie it? was between Sergio Teixeira, yeah, our, uh, our, our, our guest, guest from last, last week, yep. and DW. Ah, DW. DW. Just, just say it again. No, no, say that again. DW. There you go. But uh, I just want to point out that it was an appalling record for the win. A 4-4 yeah. and four record That's won right. the... Won the prediction week, so uh, so we're bad at predicting, is what you're trying to say. Yes, tell us. yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> but you know what? That's let's uh, give it another what, go. I was going to say what <laughs> what what makes that actually a good thing is the parody 
and the quality of the league we're in. Hundred percent, and and I, I think we have. You to can't s- predict. It's you yeah. just don't know what's yeah. going to happen oh, from week yeah. to week, which is fantastic. Yeah, exciting league. With the exception of FC Edmonton, of course, coming out uh, yeah. winners uh, for the most part. Yep. Yep. There you have it. All right. Well, next week, what's yeah. happening this weekend? Wednesday. Go Actually, Wednesday. we'll have to Are go we Wednesday. Don't Wednesday? Wednesday. We got two Wednesday night games. No one. Just one. One. Ottawa's host of Miami. <coughs> oh man. And just the way Ottawa's form has been lately and, and Miami's form, I've got to go Miami with that one. Miami. It's three Miamis. I'm going to go Ottawa. Oh. Come on, they can't lose four in a row, can they? Well, let's hope not. Ottawa Fury fans, you can't lose four in a row, can you? Come on, Ottawa. I'm just going with the numbers. Okay. Okay. Um, all right, uh, Saturday. So New York is hosting Carolina. New York hosting Carolina. Yeah. Carolina's... I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say they're gonna I'm just gonna be, go out on the limb and say they're they're gonna ride it ride this win that they just had. I'm gonna go Carolina in this one. All right. Good for us for sure. It would I'm be good. good. I'm gonna say New York. I'm saying New York at home. And I'm saying New York at home. Very good. Oh, here's news by the way. New York. This might be the last year playing at, at uh, Hofstra University. Really? Yeah. There's there's talk that um, so they had a big problem last year in their um, in the U.S. Open Cup game against uh, New York. Mm-hmm. And the fans fought. A couple fans fought. And Hofstra University was went haywire about it. There's concerns of security. So they banned they banned MLS teams from playing in that stadium. You're kidding. Yeah. Oh, so wow. now they're looking at uh, maybe a, a Coney Island. Okay. Yeah, they yeah, played, yeah. They played, they they played uh, their Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that might yeah. become a permanent fixture maybe. Huh. It didn't so, look that okay. great, actually. No, but it's Hofstra University with the blue lacrosse lines and all these yeah, uh, field yeah. hockey, whatever but those the, lines the are. Baseball, ridiculous. The baseball park that they played in in Coney Island, yeah. would, I mean, you... You look like you were playing on a baseball field, right? They hadn't right. done enough to make it look like a soccer. Well, well maybe if they, they would do that. If they have yet to benefit yeah. from Cosmo's money. I was just yeah. going to say, if they if they yeah. it becomes a permanent fixture, maybe they do something about Absolutely. it. Absolutely, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So but uh, yeah, I mean, the 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 uh, visual that you saw on, on TV, I can't remember who they were playing, why they were playing there, but the, the visual was pretty cool. To was look at. Oh, oh yeah, 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 in the background. Cool. Yeah, 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 very that's, cool. Yeah. That's very really cool. Yeah. Next up, next up, we have Tampa is hosting Rayo. Tampa hosting Rayo. Be a good game. I, yeah, it should be. I would say I'm going to go with Tampa on this one. Rayo's going to be. You know what? That might be a draw. Actually, I think I'm going to go draw on that one. You're going draw. I'll take uh, the underdogs, uh, Tampa. I'll take the underdogs, Tampa. <laughs> Sorry. You're calling Tampa an underdog, are you? All right. I am. Okay. Uh, Jeez, uh, it's in Tampa, so I'm, that's the only reason why I'm going with Tampa. I like that draw show. I, I though. thought about that. I think but I'm gonna I'm gonna go draw. Yeah, having witnessed firsthand what they kind of did to us, I've got to go Tampa. Yeah. Yeah, and Stuart Campbell's one of my favorite coaches in the league. I gotta say, I really like. Is he a nice guy? guy. He's I'm a great only, guy. Good staff. Only shaking hands yeah. across the pitch, but. Yeah, they had Heineken and Stella in their uh, in their coaches' uh, after the game. Isn't that so magic? Quality, that. Quality, quality, quality people. Quality, yeah, quality yeah. people. You know, I mean, you go to Minnesota and Manny and Carl. You get they bring you in. You get yeah, you get this Minnesota local brew you never yeah. heard of. Yeah. yeah, anyhow, so quality. Next, yeah, judge up. the character of men by the <laughs> brew they drink. By the brew they drink. Yeah. Uh, how's your Rattler, by the way? Do you dump? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, Touche. <laughs> it, it looks like a, a <laughs> cup of orange crush with a little bit of water in it. Hey, yeah, let me tell you about Radler. <laughs> Go on. All right. Uh, Miami's hosting Minnesota. 
Oh my god, that's another, that's another tough great one. Game. That's going to be yeah. a barn burner as well. Yeah. Um, Miami's hosting, you see, right? Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go draw on this one as well. Okay. I'll take Minnesota. I'll take Minnesota for 14, Alex. I'm going with uh, Miami at home. Miami at home. Jeff? Jeff's scrolling through some information yeah, I, here. No, because uh, I, I don't. I put down Fort Lauderdale for some reason. Um, Do they count? No, you didn't. Mm, yeah, you no, missed that so one. i got to find that. But uh, um, uh, I'm going to go a draw. 0-0. Zero, zero. I'm even calling a score. Wow. Yeah. Score calling. Yeah. Two draws on that one. Okay. You know what would be great? If our media guy would actually look up that game for us. Think that's a possibility? Thomas? I think he's on vacation. (laughs) Thomas isn't here. I keep forgetting that. The assistant media guy was asleep at the end of the table. (laughs) He said he was tired, though. He had a rough, uh, was it a rough night or a rough weekend? (laughs) Rough life? Rough life? Rough haircut? (laughs) Rough haircut. (laughs) They were slapping you both. Here, I'm going to buzz you here, son. Go smack! (laughs) Did you get that on video, Jimmy? Um, okay, so where are we at? So we are at... Uh, We're looking at... Uh, Ottawa Indy. Ottawa Indy. Ottawa Indy. Ottawa's hosting. Mm. At Ottawa. At Ottawa? I'm going to yeah. go Indy. 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 Two Indies. And uh, based on JP's prediction, he's going to go Ottawa. He thinks they're going to beat Miami at home. <laughs> I'm going Indy, too. Sorry, JP. You're going to be on your own there. I'm going draw. Draw. Yeah, you know what? I, they're always in the mix. I just, yeah. I just don't fancy. And Indy always comes out. That's what I mean. They, they, they always do. Yeah. That's, I that's. have not really slagged um, Eddie's Manchester United all year yet, and so he owes me. <laughs> he, and, does. Uh, he does. This will be the day he pays back. Yeah. Okay. Uh, final game. Well, yeah, it is the final game because Fort Lauderdale does not play this weekend. What? Oh, it's a yeah. Okay, they got yeah, a buyer. Right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. they've got a bye in a 12-team league. Yeah, I don't get that. How do they have a bye? Um, That's one for the uh, NESL to sort out. Um, so anyhow... so there's it's, a Wednesday uh, game? Yeah, they have a Wednesday game. It's um, us versus Puerto Rico. Yeah, I'm going to say us, of course. Well, we all... Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's just a game. Yeah. We all have to say us. We all have to say us. Yeah. Yeah. That yes. one we can just say whatever. See, now... Although, okay, I'm, not okay, sure why, uh, I'm not sure what DWI you said Tampa last week, but... <laughs> You're a anyway. funny man, funny man. It's, it's. I said us. I still won, and it's. And I still won. That's right. Someone's getting multiple slappings in a minute. Dondalea, multiple slappings. Should probably end this podcast on that note. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, wait, we're not allowed to have fun on a podcast. No, either? we are. It's just you anybody know. out there in podcast land. Let us know in a Twitter or something like that if you actually have fun when you're doing it. We have immense fun at well, these and podcasts. And make your predictions at home. And make your predictions try, try at home. Try exactly. D-Dubs 4-4. Four four. <laughs> you got to beat D-Dubs 4-4 four four predictions as they come along. Uh, we want to thank uh, Kara for serving us. Kara, thanks. Thanks, Kara. Thank you. No worries. Always a pleasure having someone come in and serve us. Yeah. It's, it's a good thing. Thanks, Jimmy, for, for being the guy. 
What type of guy? I have no idea. Thanks. Uh, thank you, Andreas. Thank you, Jeff. And as uh, always, a pleasure, Jay Ball, General My Manager. My pleasure to be here. General Manager of FCM. Thank Thanks you. for coming. Who, who's delivering a shot? There's somebody's uh, just delivered a shot. Oh, the fellow bought you a there shot. You that's, that's nice. former, there you go. There you go. Former pupil. Yeah. Here. Former, uh, yeah. former player. Are you 14? Former I'm player. Happy you made that clear. Nothing like you, uh, you know. I know that you've actually said more on this podcast than Jimmy has the last night. Yeah, just. Yeah, yeah. So we're still on air, right? and we're still on air. Exactly. Okay, cool. And and on that note, and the wonderful chatting that's been going on, I want to thank everybody for tuning us in and listening to us. Send us your questions, your requests, Great your shirt. thoughts of what you want to do in regards Great to uh, all the things that go on within the podcast. Whether you want guests on, type of guests you want on, whether you want phone in guests, because we'll try and make that happen if we can. Okay. Can I, can I make a suggestion? The next pod, have the Certainly. winner of the FC. Fur balls contest on your show. Get the dog in here. Get the dog well, in get here. Get the dog in here. Yeah, get the I, dog. I think in there here. might be a restaurant law to that, but we can we can work on it. We can work they've on let, that. For sure. They've allowed you to come in here and do all. This. <laughs> oh, but, but but very true, very true. Me and my grapefruit beer get everywhere. Um, once again, thanking everybody in the studio here. Yeah, I'm even thanking you, Jimmy. I think I already have done that. But yeah, yeah, we've uh, done the things. <laughs> Let's move on. We are moving on. This has been Rabbit Radio. You've been listening to the official podcast of FC Edmonton. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you again next week. You're listening to Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton.